Wow. Isn't God amazing? His Spirit is here. Just put your hand on your heart for a moment. And this is my prayer this morning, that God will strengthen your heart. Maybe just pray that for your neighbor as well. Lord, strengthen their hearts. Bring your strength. Amen. Amen. I tell you, we could just do this, couldn't we, all day? Well, one of you could. That's my scripture this morning. Lord, may you strengthen our hearts. And my reference this morning is from the Apostle Paul, his letter to the Thessalonians, first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 3, verse 13. And Paul is praying for the church. I tell you, that's a good thing, isn't it? To pray for the church. And he says this, May he so strengthen you. May he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before God and Father and the, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. And I was thinking about this just this week, and to live the life that God's called us to live takes a bit of strength. You know when you see someone, maybe they're a, a weightlifter or a bodybuilder, and they have that outer strength, but then you see someone who's just at the core, has this inner strength. There's something about them that says they've got their lives together. And I tell you, it's not just our strength on the outside that matters that Paul's saying here. It's the strength of your heart. And he particularly talks about in holiness. And it speaks of an attitude that trusts God, that God in his Holy Spirit will come into my life will help me to be holy, to be blameless. Now, I know that seems difficult for a human being to say, I'm standing here and I'm holy and I'm blameless. But that word holy, that means separate. That means you have a different way of doing things. When you become a Christian and you're baptized, you are a different person, the Scripture says. You are different. What's different about you? Well, you have a different attitude. You have a different spirit in you. You don't have the spirit of this world or the attitude of this world, the Scripture says, that you have something new about you. And we're called to be different. We're called to be separate. In other words, we're called to be holy. And a strong, holy heart has a different mindset. And Paul's writing to the church here, and he's praying for them, and he says, in a couple of verses before, night and day I'm praying for you, and I long to see you face to face that I could restore in you what's lacking. Do you ever feel lacking, maybe lacking in strength? Maybe you feel, I don't know, there's constant times that there's times in my life that I'm just feeling there's something missing, something lacking. And now I ask the Holy Spirit to come fill that void and fill that emptiness and Fill it afresh and anew with his spirit. Give me that strength of heart that I may be separate and I may be different and that I may be blameless in your sight. And that's what we're talking about this morning is that strength of heart that's needed 
and knowing what a difference God makes in our lives. You know, we all face some challenges and difficulties at times. And they're individual and they're personal, but our struggles, they, they may be different to someone else, and we don't want to get into that idea of comparing my life with someone else's life. No, we, want to, we understand our struggles are different and they're no less real to us, but God wants us to be strong in his spirit. And he does that by giving us that different spirit within us. And it's amazing what a difference the Holy Spirit makes. Just as Roz was saying just then in the first thing in the morning is, Holy Spirit, I need you today. I need that peace in my life. I need that strength. And as Christ followers, then we are different. We're called to have that different spirit, that different attitude, that different mindset. We have a different perspective when we look at things and we know that the power of prayer, we know that the Holy Spirit gives us strength. We understand that we're human beings, we, but we also understand where our strength comes from, where the authority that we have, I spoke about that last week, where the authority that we have causes us to live to a different standard, a different perspective and different culture. Three quick points this morning, and that's them. My first point is it's a different standard. As new creations, we have a different standard in our lives, a different attitude. When it comes to spiritual matters, um, our hearts and our minds are awakened to see what God is doing and to live to that standard. When Jesus came and he preached one of his most famous sermons in Matthew 5, they call it the Beatitudes, or they call it the Sermon on the Mount. But he sets a whole list of different ways of being. He starts by saying, you've heard it said this, but I say this. Jesus doesn't want us to conform to this world standard. And I think today there's a lot of pressure to conform. A lot of pressure that if you don't conform to a certain way of thinking and attitude, then you're going to be cancelled or you say the wrong thing or they look back over your life and your, your social media and they find something about you that they can cancel you. And that pressure today to follow this world's trends and our opinions often swayed, swayed by what's going on around us in our social media. But Jesus says in his sermon, come on, it's time to think different. The kingdom of God has a different standard. You've said you're supposed to hate your enemies, but I say to you, love your enemy. Bless those. Pray for those who persecute you, who are against you. Start to pray. I tell you, there is a different attitude when someone cuts you up. <laughs> you know, maybe in traffic, you know, maybe that's your, your road rage is your kind of thing, but maybe someone cuts you up in life. And you could say, yes, I'm just going to venomously, whatever, have a go at them. But Jesus says, no, come on. You have a different attitude, a different spirit. You are to pray for them. But how difficult is all this stuff to do? Go the extra mile when you really don't feel like it, when you're tired, when you're weary, and someone asks you to do something. And it could be as simple as picking your socks up off the floor you know, but go the extra mile, pick the socks, put the shoes away. Do it, you know, do the extra bit. But how tough is that at times? But how can we love our enemies when the natural reaction is to just build up that hate? How can we store up treasures in heaven when, uh, you know, we have this attitude in the world that says, I need this, I need that. And you see it coming up to Christmas, don't you, with the television adverts and all the things that are going on and all the the discounts 
on all these items that you weren't going to buy anyway. And you can save 40%. No, you're spending 60% of money you don't have. Isn't that the truth? And these adverts bombarding us saying, you need this, you need that. And Jesus says, no, come on, we're living to a different standard. We're storing up treasures in heaven. And consider the fear the social media wants to put on us. You just have to read or watch the news just for five minutes and your heart can be filled with such fear and anxiety. And we don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live with this constant low level of stress telling me that I'm going to miss out on something because I don't have the latest this or I'm missing out on something else because, you know, this evil thing's going to come and get me. No, my trust and my strength is in the Lord. And then he says, how about this one? Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. I mean, try and live up to that one. Just try in your human strength, I dare you. I think the key is knowing who we are in Christ, knowing, you know, that we have his spirit in us. Yes, God wants our our behavior to line up with his word, absolutely. But God first wants to transform our hearts. Now God works on the inside, and we're trying to work on the outside, trying to get that all lined up when God says, give me your heart, give me your life, submit to my will, and let me work in you the willingness to do those things I've called you to do. Let me work in you. And it's like we can't get there, can we, by just changing our external behavior, like whitewashing the outside of a of a tomb, Jesus would say, you're all clean and looking good on the outside, but inside, nothing's changed. And isn't that what God's about? God comes by his Holy Spirit, wants to change us and transform us. Then God's, then Jesus' commands, um, although s- simple, are contrary to our human nature, but God wants to give us a new nature. Paul says to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he says, If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have gone and the new has come. He says to the Galatians in chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives within me. As clear as pictures you want, that God wants to give us a completely fresh start, a different spirit. My second point, if you turn to Thessalonians chapter 4. So we have a different standard. My second point is we have a different perspective. God wants us to see things as he sees things. And that's a prayer. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Let me see you. Let me see what you're doing. I tell you, your perspective certainly does change your attitude. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 1, he says, Finally, brothers and sisters, I uh, ask and I urge you in the Lord Jesus, as you've learned from us how you ought to live and to please God, as you are already doing, you should do so more and more. The perspective we have is that we've not arrived. A different perspective is that there's something more for me. He says to them, listen, you're living right. You're doing what's right. Now there's more. Now there's more. I don't want to come to a point in my life where my horizon is just so short, but I want to look with a bit further perspective and say, God, you've got more for me. 
I can go deeper into your word. I can come into more of your life, and I can have this kind of attitude that my life, well, it's different from the world and the culture around us, as we said, but it's also that we can see what God's doing. We can see what he is doing. Skip down to verse, still in 1 Thessalonians 4, skip down to verse 11. He says this, I want to inspire you to live quietly, to mind your affairs, to work with your hands as we've directed you so that you may behave properly towards outsiders and be dependent on no one. You know, Paul is giving them a different perspective. It's a different outlook. In fact, he says, doesn't he, to the Corinthians later on, he says, he says, who can know the mind of the Lord? Who can see things as God sees them? But we have this mind of Christ. And this mind of Christ is a spiritual mind. It's a renewed mind. It's an attitude that begins to think differently and to see things from that different perspective. And it's a spiritual wisdom, an understanding, like he prays for the Ephesians. I want you to have this different kind of understanding, and it begins by how you see things. And he says, I wish I'd go in time for this. He says that see yourself seated at the right hand of God. See yourself in heavenly places. See yourself as the above and not the beneath. See yourself as the winner that I've called you to win, and know that I've given you this kind of wisdom. Wisdom, you know people who are wise, they just seem to see things that others don't see. See things from God's perspective. It gives you a different outlook on life and helps us to focus on God and what makes the difference in our life. My third and final point here is that we have a different culture. You know, the culture of this world would tell you this and that. This culture of this world carries around this heaviness about it. The culture of this world doesn't understand what true joy is, always searching for empty kind of happiness, but there's true peace and joy that comes from the Holy Spirit. The culture of this world would get us to hang our heads down low and not look and see what God has got for us. The culture of this world can make our soul filled with darkness, negative thinking, even in difficult times. And people can be troubled by so many things today and end up with a heart that's so full of worries and pain and just, you know, give up. But we live in a culture, a different culture. We live in that heavenly culture. And as we do, we begin to bring that heavenly culture to earth. We live in a culture that would love to blame others for everything that's going wrong in our lives. Claim our rights, but not our responsibilities. Think that the world would be better if, if people around us would change. That's the prayer, isn't it? God, if you'd only fix those people around me, <laughs> then, every, then I'd be okay. In our different culture, we don't look at those around us that seem to be the problem. You know, if we don't get the promotion, we, won't, we, d we don't get the job we want. We blame others. We blame our colleagues and maybe lose our temper if we don't get what we're looking for. But God says, no, you're not part of the culture of this world. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on me. Look to me, the author and finisher 
of your faith. Look to my kingdom and, your, and his righteousness. Seek first, Rosie preached about a few weeks ago. Seek first. Don't focus on this. Have the heavenly culture coming in your life. I want to close. I'm going to close with a scripture from uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Because Paul is praying for his Thessalonians. That's where I began, didn't he? He's praying for them that their hearts would be strengthened. And there's something about prayer. There's something about prayer that engages our lives with God. And as we do, I think this is partly where our strength comes from. That's partly where our help comes from. And we look to him, don't we? We look to him. We have that different attitude, that different mindset. We have a different perspective. We begin to see things as God sees them. And we have a different culture, as in we are bringing a heavenly culture to here on earth. He says, let your roots go down deep to the Ephesians, doesn't he? Let this come into your life that you may understand the fullness that God has for you. So what do we do? We pray. The next time something we're struggling with, we can pray. We don't focus on ourselves or comparing ourselves or what we lack with someone else. We don't act like the culture around us. Instead, we seek first his kingdom. And we begin to pray. And I'm going to pray that for you today. I pray that your heart may be strengthened in holiness. That you may remain blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the attitude, isn't it? Looking forward to what God's doing. Looking forward to what His Spirit is saying to us. And see how quickly life can turn around when you begin to look at Him. Just put your hand on your heart, and I want to pray for you. Lord, strengthen your, strengthen our hearts, Lord. Strengthen our hearts in holiness. Let us be blameless in your sight. As Christ followers, we have this different perspective, that we're conscious of our righteousness in Christ rather than conscious of our sins and our problems and our weaknesses and what we're lacking. Father, I pray that peace and joy will flow from you into us and from us into the world around us. Lord, we know that we've been forgiven. And Lord, if anyone here has a heavy heart, maybe you're feeling burdened, maybe you're feeling like I'm not holy, I'm not blameless. But Lord, you're doing something. You're working on our hearts, Lord, as we surrender our lives to you. As we surrender, Lord, we choose to look to you. I was going to say Jude 20. Here we go. Let me pray. You, my dear friends, build each other up in the most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you to eternal life and will keep you safe in God's love.
just want one, one quick more minute of your time. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe you're just visiting. Maybe you're watching here. You've stumbled across this on social media and you're and you want to be made right with God. And you know your life has just had that wrong attitude. Maybe you've been going to church all your life and you've never just surrendered your heart to Him. Maybe you're, the heaviness, the burdens of this world have just been too much. God says, I want to give you a new heart. I want to give you a new attitude. You're not like the world around you. Ask him. Ask him to come in. Say, Lord, I repent of all the things I've done without you. I repent from having the attitude of this world. But I look to you. I look to you, Lord. And I give my life to you. I choose to follow you. I leave my old life behind in repentance and I come to you in newness of life and I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit and baptize me afresh and anew. I ask for your most Holy Spirit to come into me and make me a new creation. In Jesus' name.